All right, how do I actually make a shift in my life? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. If you are listening to this on December 31st, 2019, it is the last day for our holiday hope promotion over at shatteredtothriving.com. So hop on over there. The link is in our show notes. If you want to still listen to this and just click on the link, you can do both at the same time. And remember that uh, holiday hope program, that's just an extended, I mean, that's today's the last day, right? But it allows you to make payments on the program to come in with the least amount possible upfront. And you're also going to get bonus three calls in January, February, and March where you can take the course and then you can jump on live and ask and we us can walk questions. We can walk you through the content. Exactly. We can guide you with questions that you have or particular uh, issues. Um, it's and, any, and anybody who's purchased it previously gets access to those calls. So again, today's the last day. Hop over there and take advantage. Shatteredtothriving.com. All right. Uh, I have a review here. It's a little different review, but I, I like it a lot. Um, it says, best ever. Um, episode 100 was eye-opening. I'm still scared, stuck, confused, one day at a time. And uh, the reason I like this review is because they are being very honest um, about where they're at. Uh, I, you know, I, I meet with people all the time, and, the, and they say, I don't know if I want to listen to your podcast because um, they're scared to, to face some of the realities of what's going on in their life. And I think it's awesome that if you're scared of the realities but you're still listening and facing some of, some of them, then you're going to start working through them. So um, take one day at a time and you won't stay stuck forever. Just be willing to engage in the process. So That's awesome. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, so little shifts. How do we make shifts? What is that? What is what constitutes a shift, and uh, what does that look like? And is a shift the same thing as a change? Is this is is a shift the same thing as um, not acting out? Well, so there's lots of things. Last to this. week we talked about consistency and how important that is to actually shift your life. Um, but we're going to talk more generally today, um, on a more broadly. So this can apply to any part of your life that you want different outcomes in and different results for. So, um, you know, it can be emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, socially, sexually. It can be, it can, a- any part of your life, it, you're, you're, there, there's probably some things that you're thinking, man, if only, like, I wish this was sure. different. I want to change this, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah. And uh, so we're just going to give you little pointers as you make those New Year's resolutions to actually stick with them and get unstuck. Yeah. I wanted to mention that episode 100, I went and looked at what it was because I didn't know, but it's, am I in an abusive relationship? So that's a really, you know, that goes along with what we're talking about here. Getting unstuck. So listen and take your own question or your own goals into this and kind of apply it to whatever you're wanting that shift to. Right. Okay. So we're just going to, going to give, and and you might want to pull out a a paper and pen and, and write down these bullet points we give you. Um, so we're just going to give you little pointers. And um, 
you know, Ashton and Kobe, I, I do want to say before we, we really get into this, they're, they're pros at this. Uh, they're coaching and what they do, um, both for, for people in terms of fitness, but also in recovery, um, it's all about helping people create shifts. And it's not just talking about the problem. It's not just wishing that things could be different, but it's actually starting to engage in the process of change. And so you guys know the little tricks and the little pointers. Um, one thing Ashlyn kind of says all the time and is, is start small. Yes, baby and step it. <laughs> yeah, why is that so important? I think just human nature, we just, we have all these resources and, and we've maybe heard all the things, we've listened to all the podcasts, we've listened to all the books. And so it's like, well, if I do these, these, this, this, and this, then my outcome is awesome. Right. And so instead of just saying, you know what, I actually don't have time for all these things, or I'm going to add one thing in today, we try to take it all on and it feels super overwhelming. And then we often just give up. Yeah. And not on intentionally, it's just like it slowly fades away till we're doing none of it. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I, you know, it makes me think of uh, Brené Brown and she talks about extraordinary versus ordinary. And we, we oftentimes get caught up in the extraordinary thinking of I've got to do this big thing and get these big results. And, you know, in order and, and you can sit down and watch TV and watch a person change their life in an hour. And it's like, whoa, look at what they did. Well, there's a lot of in between. There's a lot of editing through that. Right. And. And that in-between work is the process, is the ordinary work. It's mm -hmm. not the extraordinary transformation. Um, and it's that in-between is the little stuff. And so just, just focus on the little ordinary things that you can do and don't get caught up in this extraordinary goal that you're going to accomplish, but just those little inputs every day. Yeah. I know I, my big thing is like find the person that's two steps ahead in whatever your hope to change is right mm -hmm. and so sometimes i've looked to, at those people and you know reached out and said okay what are what are you doing what advice can you give me for how do i get to where you're at in whatever category that is sometimes they are doing like way more than i'm interested in doing yes and sometimes that's just like we're just different we have different values we have different all that stuff but a lot of times it's just it's exactly what you said right. they're just doing really like mundane and small things, but they're doing it day after Every day after day. day. And yes. that's why I notice that they are the person that I want to be in that category. Yes. Okay. You just nailed another one, Ashlyn. So another really important pointer, which is find a person two steps ahead is find a mentor, find somebody who's doing it. Um, it does a couple of things. One, that person can, can their example can be a guide for you. Um, in, in them showing you a way to actually get what you want. Um, the other thing is it gives you hope. It shows you that it's possible. And so when you see somebody, it's, I see this in recovery all the time, like somebody who's been stuck and stuck and stuck, all of a sudden they start to get healthy, they start to do really well, and then they start to mentor and sponsor. And, and the reason they do is because they have now found the way and, and it's really beneficial to the, to the people behind them. Um, so... That's a big one. Uh, find a mentor. Find somebody just a little bit ahead of you. So one of the things that I would say that help, has helped me make a shift is, is realizing that discomfort doesn't equal death. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is, is I'm not going to die because I'm uncomfortable. And 
meaning uncomfortable. And then let me just add, I'll drill down a little bit more on that. I'm on discomfort for me could come from conflict with Ashlyn. It could come from conflict with my girls. It could come from not answering emails. Uh, it could come from uh, having not an Oreo, but a row of Oreos from the package of, of Oreos. It could come from, and, and just thinking about that after the fact, right. right? So once I realized that I wasn't gonna die because of that discomfort, um, and I was, I was mindful in those moments to say, okay, I'm totally uncomfortable, and I just acknowledged that I was, then that gave me permission to say, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I really just need to sit in this. Yes. I just need to sit in this. And I don't need to run or escape what I'm feeling. And it's not going to kill me. And, and once I was able to do that, that opened up a huge, huge door for me of, of working on me on the inside. And so what that means is, is for instance, this, most of this year of 2019, I have been in therapy again and before that i was like six months of neuro feedback feedback i think and the idea with it was is that i just wanted i wanted to keep making shifts so i had this commit once i could sit in discomfort then i made a commitment that i'm just going to keep working on me cool. and i'm not going to expect miracles i'm just going to be like i'm going to be okay with just working on me and my commitment to that has really been absolute because i just no, I've got more that I need to drill down on so that I can get out of my own way. Kobe, I love what, what you're saying, this, this point, and this, this point or this bullet point. Write this one down. The, the, the key to transformation is through discomfort. Um, it, it, because you think about it, we, we naturally go to what's comfortable. Yeah. And, and that's, where we, that's where we start to suffer. Um, you know, it's comfortable to eat the bad food and eat the comfort food. It's comfortable to not go to that meeting and show your face and, and, and get vulnerable and connect with people. It's, it's, it's comfortable to, to, to avoid things that make you feel uneasy. Yeah. And the, the, the problem with that is when you avoid and you avoid and you avoid, then you get the consequences of avoiding those things in your life. And those consequences could be continually acting out in your addiction, bad health, um, not having the social life that you want or the spiritual connection that you desire. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if you want a change there, then you're going to have to embrace the discomfort. It's, mm -hmm. I, I think about, like here's an example, an opiate addict um, trying to get off opiates well, the, one of the first things they have to do is detox. And that week long of detox is just sitting in pain and discomfort. And they have to, they have to embrace that and choose into that so that they can start the process of getting off the opiates. Wow. Um, it's, uh, it, it, that works on a lot of little levels in our life. So that's really interesting because what I'm thinking in my, in my head is the, is the movie Ray that was about Ray Charles and Jamie Foxx did like an incredible job in that. But there is one point where he decides he wants to, to get off heroin and he goes into this detox and um, he is just, for days he's throwing up, he's feverish, he's just, he can't sleep. 
he's just coming off of the drugs he'd been on for years. And then when he kind of comes out of it, it's just like this whole new life that was waiting for him that he had not tapped into. And, and what was behind all that was um, a really traumatic experience of his little brother dying when he was, when he was like mm-hmm. a young child, like, I don't know, five or six. And his younger brother than that died like in front of him. And that's what he was running from. And so it was the process of, I mean, you could see it. He would numb with drugs, that pain and those memories. And then once he stopped being numb from drugs and stopped running and was willing to just sit in the discomfort, then he was able to deal with some healing. Yes, exactly. But it took a commitment to say, this is going to suck and it's going to be horrible, but I'm going to do it. So, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds like it's kind of consuming at first. So when we are embracing that discomfort in the stretch, it's like maybe what you're thinking about forefront and it's probably feeling, oh my gosh, this is hard and it's going to be hard for so long. And that's what I like to to remind myself, like this is a season Mm -hmm. and I'm choosing this and we embrace the, the suck. Right. And we know it's going to get better. There's, once you can get into that routine of like, okay, I've mastered this one thing. Yes. Now I can ba- start to baby step another. It's usually when it's not that mind consuming thing. Abs- it's just part of. Uh, absolutely. The opiate example is, is the extreme example. It's, you can take a piece at a time. You can, you, you know, like if you're healing from betrayal, you, I don't, I don't think it's possible to step into all the pain mm-hmm. all at once. And so you can take one piece at a time. You can go through that grieving process. Um, but, but transformation, there, there's no way around it. Um, there has to be discomfort in order for transformation to happen. And what's awesome in the story you told about Ray Charles is um, it does suck. Um, that pain sucks. It's not fun. Nobody likes it. But at the, at the other end of it, there's relief and there's accomplishment, and it feels really, really good. And so, as as you're, you know, whether you're healing from betrayal, whether you're he- overcoming an addiction, um, starting to feel healthy again, um, it feels really, really good. So, the the problem is, is in that process, when you take one little piece at a time, you don't always get those relief feelings and feel good feelings and you have to stay consistent anyways until you look back and you say oh my gosh my life's so much better now that that is the hard part as humans we just want that immediate like see this was worth it right now good look i see results and yeah i'm thinking of my life right now brandon okay i i do avoid messages and emails (laughs) when they're like they're head a lot of them are heavy yes and they're you know they're being vulnerable and they're sharing their stuff and they're wanting a solution. Sometimes I avoid it because I'm like, I don't have it in me today to reach out and to answer all these questions. Um, and I have this kink in my neck Mm -hmm. that I get when I'm feeling that. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just came back and guess, guess how long I've been avoiding probably the (laughs) same amount of time as my neck's hurting. What do you know? Yeah. And I know this, like I do Mm -hmm. this like sick, cyclical. Are you saying that, that emails are a pain in the neck? They are. No. Literally. No, and I'm not saying don't email me. I'm just saying it does <laughs> I have a disclaimer. It takes me time to take on lots uh, of these emails. Absolutely. I I love there's a book called Um Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about what you're talking about, Ashlyn, is um you're avoiding the discomfort of dealing with that. 
you know, maybe you need to answer all those emails. Maybe you need to have a boundary with people to say, I'm sorry, I don't answer emails. Um, but, but when it's just kind of sitting out there and you're like, ah, I should deal with yeah. this. I don't, that's where the suffering happens. So it's, it, something's uncomfortable about going and saying, I'm going to change the way that I handle this. Right. Totally. And yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the, the physical suffering that comes. Our physical body is a great way to find where we can work on some transformation. Um, I think I've talked about this before. My eye twitches when I get mm -hmm. really stressed out and it actually affects my vision some. And so it's a good indicator to me of, oh my gosh, I'm not actually working through some discomfort. I'm just trudging forward. And so I need to shift a way that I'm doing something here to get a different result. So love it. Okay. Here's some other pointers. Um, one is to organize yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I want to change my life, um, my desire to change my life is great, but I'm much more likely to follow through if I sit down and prepare and make a plan and organize my life so that I can follow through and do what I want to do. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I organize and prioritize, it's like, oh, that was a really successful week. Why <laughs> didn't I know? do that every week? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually will d often sit down at the first of the month and organize every day for a month, at least business wise. And those months, I always do better. Love it. I think of uh, Michael Hyatt. I don't know if you guys know who he uh -huh. is, mm -hmm. but he ever, ever, I think twice a year or something, he goes on a retreat by himself yep. to sit down and organize his mission, vision, and, and just, just what is he doing with his life? And he just lays it all out there and knows how he's going to do it and what he's doing. And he's really successful and does a lot of good in the world. So that's just an example of taking some time, pulling back a little bit and spending that time to set yourself up for success. Love that. So, um, Okay, the next one is to get educated. Um, it, education is so empowering to actually transform. So um, if you want an outcome in your life, but you don't know whether it, it'll work or how to get there, or uh, then, then the chances of you actually following through are not very good. Mm -hmm. um, but if, you, if you've educated yourself, you know what you need to do, then things will actually start to fall into place. Yeah, right? it's yeah. interesting. I got a message today, Marco Polo from one of my um, nutrition and fitness clients. And she said, I don't understand this concept, but if you'll explain it to me, mm -hmm. I'll be able to at least try and put some effort into it. But she's yeah. like, if my brain doesn't understand it, I'm using my old like experience to drive where I'm at, which right. is I'm not going to do what you're telling me to yes, do. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's exactly what we're talking um, about. I, I, you know, we live in a time when, when so much information is at our fingertips and, um, Sometimes when I get overwhelmed by a topic, um, I'll just start with something really small. And small for me oftentimes is, okay, let me actually just go to YouTube and just see what I can absorb there. And for whatever reason, it's easier for me to absorb information there on new topics than it is for me to like do a, just a general Google search. Because then it's trying to fit, like, sort, like, read and sort through all of the, the suggested uh, searches to find what I'm actually looking for. And um, if Joe Rogan doesn't have a podcast episode or YouTube channel video on that, then... <laughs> That's then, amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about everything. Everything. <laughs> then there's likely going to be a TED Talk about it. 
Right. Or if there's not a TED Talk about it or a Joe Rogan experience uh, <laughs> video on it, then there's going to be somebody else who has something on that. But the truth is, is that's a very easy way to peak. For me, that's been a very easy way to peak my interest about certain topics where I need to, to be educated. Yeah. And I want to get information. And then from there, it kind of opens my mind, and then I can drill down to find uh, a book that I want to listen to or a so website that I want to go to. Exactly. But that's kind of like the, or I have no idea where to start. I'm just going to go with my gut here, what works for me based on what I'm hearing and seeing. Okay, I'm going to go here. And I don't I, watch long videos. They're short. But I think, you know... For we, me, that's what, that's what with, works. With this educated. one, um, I, I, I agree. I love going to YouTube and, and digging into things on YouTube. And um, and it opens up your mind, you say. But but I also want to, to just have a little bit of, a, of caution is... Um, open up your mind, but also trust your gut because there's a lot of information out there that, that can seem true, mm. but don't be naive enough to just believe everything that you hear and everything that you watch. I think there's been times even on our podcast where we've said things that aren't great or true, right? Yeah. And so I would hope that, that all the time you're checking, how does that feel? in terms of truth to you how does it does it is your gut telling you yeah that feels right to me mm-hmm. and and if that's that and it's opening up your mind then that's working to, together to really educate you and empower you so okay um next one i actually think is probably the most important one um to actually motivate you to to move forward and do something different and that is to find your why why do you want to transform? Why do you want to shift? Um, and, and hopefully that why is not about pain. It's not, well, I don't want to feel pain anymore. Hopefully that why is about something much bigger. So, for example, I could, I could say my why to get healthy is I don't want to be a fat slob. That's not very motivating to me. My why to get healthy is so I have energy so I can play with my kids and be active with them and enjoy life with them. Do you see the difference? Well, and there's a long-term difference too. Um, Because when I I used to have way more clients who would come to me and say, I just, I'm going on this trip and I need to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And it was like, great, but like, I'd love to help you forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so when I get the people that say, I just realized I'm not in any pictures with my kids and I haven't been for three years. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that last a long time yes. because they're doing it for reasons that are like deep within that they're realizing they're missing out on life because of their shame yes. or whatever it is. Right. That's holding them back. Right. If this works with recovery so well, you know, if your why is I don't want my spouse to be mad at me anymore. You're not going to, you're not going to last. Yeah. But if your why is, you know, I want to fully live my life and be productive and, and live in my purpose or whatever it is, right? I'm going mm-hmm. to the, the furthest things. Then you're going to be motivated. It's within. And so check your motives, check your intentions out. Try to, try to see a vision, see something that, that you're going after that you can see that you want to create in your life. Yeah. Okay. I have to mention this yesterday in one of my groups, um, one of the girls said, we listened to module one from Shattered to Thriving okay. like a second time. But she said, this time we did the homework. Oh, good. <laughs> right? Because there's homework. Yes. And it's um, finding like what's your ideal relationship mm-hmm. was part of the homework. And she said, when we wrote it all out, it was like, oh, like if we don't actually decide what we want and what our intentions are and the whys and like what we could have 
there's a lot of like hopelessness and this isn't going to work and everything we're trying isn't working. But when they wrote it down and then they came together, she's like, we have so many of the same things. Yes. Like we're so much more alike than I realized. Yes. In module one, we walk, you, we walk them through th- creating that why, which then opens it up and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's a great example. I love that. And I love that in, in the program, they're seeing that and it's shifting them yeah. to motivate them. Okay. Okay. Uh, last one is to rearrange your life. Yeah. You know, if I want to get healthy or I want this or I want that, but then I work 70 hours a week and, um, you know, I get four hours of sleep and then, then I'm actually probably not going to really do anything. Um, I can have all the good intentions in the world, but <clears throat> if you want different outcomes in your life, you got to change the inputs mm-hmm. and you got to make space to have different inputs in your life. So it's going to be hard to cut out some things and to add new things in. Right? Here, here. <laughs> I think, I, I will say this, you, you mentioned sleep and that was w- when we first started um, recovery, that was one of the things that I remember was, was discussed and talked about in foundations in the, in the, the core educational piece that you talked about and was, was just sleep. So I remember I had like a lights out curfew. I don't remember what time it was. It's 1030 probably. And I was, I was, I treated 1030 like religiously, like it was good. Like it was a, a very hard line and that served me in a, in a really big way. And my norm was to stay up, I think, and watch, I don't know, when Harry was Potter all night. Then. Yeah, it, it was, it was something. It was, it was just something, right? right. But, um, walking dead or something. once I, yeah, once I realized that sleep was really going to be something that gave to me, then I was, I had let go of, cause I was always the one that was like, I don't want to go to sleep because then once I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up and have to do all this over again. So I was avoidant of the next day by staying awake right. the night before. Yes. So once I realized that, that sleep was the better choice for me, meaning yeah, I would be served the next day by going to sleep, then it, it changed a lot for me. It, it helped create shifts. It, that we're it's not, about. it's so much more than just like, Hey, I just want to go to bed. It's like, you want to go to bed because it then creates so much more in your life. And I think we, we, we don't talk about this enough yeah. in recovery, like the basic things like sleep and healthy eating and th- those type of things that, that, that then make it possible for you to have the energy to, to do more things that support you in your recovery and, and it starts to build itself out from there. But if you're struggling in those little areas, if you're a workaholic, you know, you're working way too much, if you're not getting enough sleep, um, you know, a, an example of this is I, I wanted to create some programs and um, create some content and do all this work and I'd get to about two or three in the afternoon and just be ready for a nap and have zero energy. And what I realized is I wasn't eating breakfast. And so I, you know, I wanted to create all this stuff in my career and do all this stuff. And one of the most important things for me to do that was to eat breakfast, to regulate my blood sugar a little bit. So I had some energy in the afternoon. Um, you see how it's a domino effect, Mm. just those little, little things and those little inputs. 
you got to rearrange your life and uh, and shift some of those things. Yeah, so and you can I do other things. I agree with that a hundred percent. And again, what what I think from the big picture, what what we're talking about in these particular things is so much of making a shift is a mental is a mental shift, and that's a very important piece that um, can be facilitated with taking care of our physical body because yes. then there is, if fatigue's not in the way, if dropping blood sugars aren't in the way, if, um, you know, if I have more energy, right, then, then I have fewer obstacles in my way of executing the things that I really want to be able to, to see executed yeah. in my own life. Right. And that's really what we're, what we're talking about. So yeah. making little um, shifts is totally doable. My favorite thing is to make it when you're trying to make a shift of like, let's just make it as easy as possible so that I don't have to think and make a decision. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you need to figure out that you eat the same breakfast every day, yes. that takes away one decision. Yes. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. And that's, so figuring out those things. I'm going to add, um, as we wrap up, like if you're struggling, maybe you're the kind of person that has like five to 10 New Year's resolutions and it feels like, uh, it's a lot of things I want to shift. Um, Brandon wrote down some areas that maybe you can sit in and say, where, what area really do I want to work on this year? Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of the way that you go about in two, 2020. So socially, financially, spiritually, physically, sexually, emotionally, or intellectually. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let's all, let's all pick one, share it with the audience. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first, Kobe? Yeah, what I'm going to say uh, nutritionally. So physically. Um, but really what I mean is is emotionally because... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're working you well. Yeah. yeah, Everything's the, connected, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the dominoes. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... In fact, I told us to Ashlyn that I'm going to be scheduling ART sessions um, weekly to figure out what discomfort I'm running from that I'm numbing and masking with food. My preoccupation with food and all the things there is really just because I'm running from something emotionally. So digging deep emotionally. Digging Love deep it. emotionally. That's going to be... some consistent therapy. Yes. Good. Trauma. Good stuff. Kobe. Trauma therapy. I love it. I got wounds, people. I got wounds. We all do. Um, I'll go next. Okay. Um, I want I, I already brought this up i want more energy i want more pro- productivity at work um so i'm gonna drink a smoothie every morning and try to do some form of exercise at least five days a week so i've been doing yoga lately and i love it um, but i might add in some other things so I'm just gonna and I, and I'm I'm focusing on the physical because um, I want to be productive at at work. That's really. awesome. So it's so. like back you're going backwards, which yes, the roots, right? The roots <laughs> to it. Yes. What's losing the energy? I love I like that. It. So I'm going to say uh, it's a little similar to Kobe. I'm focusing emotionally. So I am. I've already scheduled some ART sessions where nice. I'm just choosing to do some of the little stuff, like the little parts of me that I don't love that keep showing up in either work or a relationship or parenting or friends, whatever. And so I'm choosing to just do that stuff just to be a better me, um, which is an uncomfortable thing to say like, oh, 
I just don't want this anymore. Yes. Um, I'm also, I've already set up some boundaries with other email. I need to just do it with our ass. Be more boundary. Yeah. And so I'm committing to figure that out for me. Awesome. Love it. Uh, One last thing before we go. You guys remember that acceptance and change can coexist. So um, the the New Year's resolutions and what we just said, that's not that's that doesn't need to be a shame trigger. It doesn't it doesn't need to be, well, this is what I need to change, this is why I'm not okay, this is you know, this is where I'm deficient and all of those things. We always will have things to work at, work on. And we're absolutely beyond enough, right as we are today, and um, we're okay. And God loves us today. And we got some things to work on. Yeah. Okay. So accept that. yourself and work toward change. Yeah. Yeah. Growth mindset. Yeah. What yes. you said. Guys, share this episode. There's been some pretty cool things that just generally speaking can help any human being, no matter if they deal with betrayal or addiction. And love to have you rate and review if you have not. For those of you who have, thank you. It makes it easier for people who need help to find us. So until uh, next time, peace out. Happy New Year.